Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week wraps up our series, Play the Movie. This week, guest worship leader Miriam Tyson comes to lead us, and also we talk about how to handle raw deals when we're dealt them in life and what God has to say about how we can deal with pain and how we can find peace. Welcome to the final week of Play the Movie, and it has been my prayer and my hope as we have walked through this, that as a faith community, we've been challenged and we've been pushed to do exactly what the title of this series says, and that is to play the movie, to think about how our choices have consequences, and let's just be willing, let's just be ready to play the movie and think about how the things that we do do have consequences, and we need to think about that. Today, this final talk will kind of wrap everything up, and we're going to think about how we should and how we can respond to the raw deals that we get in life. Now, let's just kind of define what a raw deal is. A raw deal is when you feel that life has just punched you in the gut and it is hard to breathe. That's a raw deal. It really is. It's when life has just punched you right in the gut and it is very difficult to breathe. And here's the thing. The raw deals that we face, they invade our lives unannounced and we cannot. I mean, it's just impossible. We cannot prepare for the pain and the confusion and the devastation that follows. I imagine that many of us, if not most of us in this room, have walked through some kind of raw deal in life. And when we get there, we're left with nothing but questions. Questions about God. Where are you? Why me? Why now? Have you ever been there? See, these raw deals that we face in life cause us to respond generally in one of two ways. Here's one of the ways we respond when this pain and this confusion and this devastation just invades our lives. We tend to blow up and we explode and we get really, really angry and we lash out at everything and everyone because we're really, really mad about what's come into our life. And so we just explode. We rage. And if we don't do that, the other way we tend to respond is we internalize everything and we hold on to that raw deal. And by hold on, I mean we hold on to it and we kind of wallow in our own despair. So what do we do? What should we do? Well, each week as we've been walking through the series, we have asked a big question. So if I'm going to make this choice, if I'm going to point my feet in this direction, if I'm going to travel this path, let's play the movie. Let's ask a question and kind of think about it. So here's our big question for today. That is, why can't I just pout and hang on to my raw deal? I mean, why can't I do that? It's my pain. It's my hurt. It's my thing. It's my raw deal. Why can't I just pout and hang on to my raw deal. So let's storyboard that. 
let's play the movie and think about what will happen if I choose to just pout and internalize this and hang on to my raw deal and just wallow in my own despair. I think there's three things that are going to happen to us. First of all, I'll live in the land of bitter. And that's a devastating place to be. And that destroys many people. They never recover from that. So if I want to pout and just kind of hang on to my hurt and hang on to my raw deal, I will live in the land of bitter. Here's the second thing that will happen. I'll get isolated and lonely. And see, here's the thing about isolation. When that happens to us, we tend to land in a very dark place and it is impossible to get out of that dark place on our own. We need a hand. We need some help. But if we choose to pout and just hang on to our raw deal, we're going to live in the land of bitter and we're going to get isolated and lonely. And then here's the third thing that will happen. We'll lose sight of a God who does great things. And that's probably the most devastating thing of all, that if I hang on to this, all of a sudden a God who could do just about anything gets very, very small, and now he can't do anything in my life. So do we pout? Do we just kind of hang on to the raw deals that invade us and bring pain and confusion and devastation and cause us to wallow in our own despair? Do we do that? Well, if we do, we're going to live in the land of bitter and We're going to get isolated and lonely and we're going to lose sight of a God who can do great things. Here's our big idea for today. Here's what we really want to think about. And that is God wants to use the raw deals we face in life to expand our faith. That's exactly what he wants to do. And that doesn't sound nice. That doesn't always sound comfortable. But God wants to use these raw deals that just invade our lives and he wants to expand and he wants to grow our faith. That's what God wants to do. And I think at some point in the middle of pain, in the middle of devastation and confusion and in the middle of a raw deal, we have to ask, what is God trying to say here? What does God want for me? What is God trying to accomplish in and through me? God's trying to expand. He's trying to grow my faith. So the paragraph that we're going to unpack today is found in Genesis chapter 21. And it's here that we find the story of a lady named Hagar. And if anybody in life was given a raw deal, it was Hagar. And let me give you just a snapshot of her life. She was taken advantage of by the authorities in her life. She fathered a child. And then that father had other children with other women. And so there's just a lot of dysfunction in these relationships. And then eventually that man comes to her and her child, his child named Ishmael and says, look, you have to go. I want you out of my life. I never want to see you again. I need to be a stranger to you and my son. So go, leave, get out. That's a raw deal. And this is where we pick up the story in Genesis chapter 21, verse 14. It says, so Abraham got up early the next morning. He prepared food and a container of water and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. It's a raw deal. When the water was gone, raw deal. She put the boy in the shade of a bush. It's a raw deal. 
And then she went and she sat down by herself about 100 yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. It's a raw deal. And we're not three verses into this little paragraph here when you really begin to wonder what's happening, what's going on. This is not fair. This is not right. He's a father. He should own this. He should take care of her and he should take care of his child. Instead, he's sending them away and now they're both going to die in the wilderness without water and without anything to take care of them. And so she begins to cry in her moment of pain and desperation in the middle of her raw deal. She cries. And one would think that Ishmael is probably a baby or a very young child, but actually he's 12, 13, or 14 years of age, and he's too weak to go on, and his mom is too weak to carry him any further, and so she places him by the bush and avoids watching him die. And then you get verse 17. It's just this incredible verse in scripture and just let this fall into you, will you? But God heard the boy crying. That's God, that's what he does. But God heard the boy crying. Do you see that word heard there? It means to hear with attention or to hear with interest or to hear in an understanding kind of way. And when Ishmael begins to cry, and when Hagar begins to cry, God hears them, and he hears with understanding, and he hears with attention, and he hears with interest. And when you cry out to God in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your raw deal, whatever that looks like, just know that God hears with attention and interest and understanding. What's really interesting about this is that her son's name is Ishmael and that name actually means God hears. That's what's happening here. God is hearing with attention and understanding and interest. And then verse 17 goes on to say, the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. See, God heard the boy crying. An amazing verse. Now, here's what we get from all of this. There's a few things that kind of fall out of Genesis 21 as we think about our raw deal. First of all, know that God hears your cries. Just know that. So don't stop. Don't bail on crying out to God. Just know, know that he hears your cries and he wants to give attention to that and he gives understanding to that. So don't stop, don't give up, continue to cry out. And if nothing else kind of sinks into you today, just know, just know that God hears your cries in the middle of a raw deal. Secondly, ask God for something new. So we have these raw deals that invade our lives. And in the middle of that, I think it's very fair to cry out to God and then to ask him for something new. Here's what we find in verse 19 of our story. Then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water. 
And she quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. See, God provided something new at the right time. And Ishmael lives. He survives. He grows up. He gets married. He has children. And God does indeed make of him a great nation. And while we can't know what God has for us, in the middle of our hurt, we can cry. Know that. In the middle of whatever's happening, we can cry and we can ask God for something new to help us survive. Just know that God is often more interested in growing our faith than he is in our comfort. Think about that. God is more interested in the middle of our hurt and in the middle of our raw deal of growing and expanding our faith than he is in our own comfort. See, we want to run to the comfort side because we like that and we desire that, but often God wants to grow our faith in the middle of a raw deal and we have to remind ourselves of that and not be afraid to cry and also not be afraid to ask God for something new to help us survive. Thirdly, share the experience. See, often what shapes us during these raw deals is the support that we have around us. Often it's in community that we discover what God is doing in us. Not what God is doing to us, but what God is doing in us and God uniquely uses other people in our lives to help us do that. So don't push away from this. Don't avoid this. Lean in, embrace community and then be very willing to share the experience because your raw deal, you might think that you're in isolation on that. And you might think you're all alone and nobody else gets it and nobody else understands. But when we share the experience, we quickly discover there are other people who have walked through the same kind of thing and they can help. And then as we share, we get the opportunity to free people and see their faces light up and know that God is still capable of doing great things. So share the experience. To help us get this, I'm going to spend some time just talking with our guest worship leader today, Miriam Tyson. And you've already benefited from seeing what God is doing in her life and how God uses her to lead people to respond to the greatness of God. But there's also a part of her life and her story that involves pain and involves a raw deal. And so we're going to talk about that today. Would you please help me welcome back to the stage, Miriam Tyson. See Miriam, thanks. So tell us a little bit about where you live and what you do for work and some of your worship leading. Okay, um, I am from Atlanta and um, currently I teach seventh grade um, middle school special ed. Um, I've been doing that for um, about eight years now and on the side um, I am a worship leader at different churches on Sundays. So. And it's great to have you here. Thanks. And You're here on a day where we're talking about raw deals and pain, and we've looked at this incredible story in Genesis chapter 21. And I don't know if most people know this about you because they see the stage person and the personality, but you have walked through a very unique raw deal. And 
Would you just be willing to share a bit of that story with us? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, a couple years ago, I went through a pretty difficult divorce, and um, it definitely wasn't something that I thought I would ever go through in life, you know, and, um, you know, and so the journey, the walking through that journey has been um, pretty lengthy, you know, pretty lengthy, though my mind wishes it could have been in the time, hurry up and let's get over this, you know, the journey of the heart has has a different journey and has a different time frame. Um, but it was an extremely painful time in my life um, where, and I found pain actually um, to, to be um, a blanket, a comfort, um, a place in which now being on the not other side fully because I really want to speak humbly today because it is still an unfolding journey, you know. But, um, you know, being on this side, um, I partnered with pain, you know, and I partnered with, um, you know, the, the way that it makes you, me, the way that it made me feel, that it, you know, made me feel justified, you know, it was a, a place of self-pity and self-worship and self-hatred and um, blaming and bitterness, you know, and anger and um, just, you know, just totally leaning on that voice of pain to get me all by myself and to lie to me, you know, and it still continues to lie to me and say that you're all, you know, Miriam, you're all by yourself and, you know, nobody else knows what's going on and, um, come on, let's have it all together, right, you know, um, and so what, what begins to happen is you know all this stuff in your I knew all this stuff in my head, you know, my heart just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my heart just go through what it needed to just go through. And um, so, yeah, so I turned to all kinds of things, you know, and this was just a few years ago. I mean, um, when pain gets, pain got me in isolation and I turned to, you know, um, shopping and um, food and alcohol and it's my human nature when we feel pain and want to quickly comfort that, mm-hmm. you know, because and quickly grab onto the things that can give us satisfactory relief. And, um, and then, you know, but God, God wants freedom for us and there's no shortcut and there's no, um, there's no shortcut to that journey. Um, mm-hmm. so you want me to keep going? Or? No, it's, okay. you're doing great. Thanks <laughs> for sharing that and opening up a little bit. At, at what point along the way there did you sense when you were down and hurt that God hears me? And you, that was kind of real to you. Yeah. Um, I just got to the end of myself pretty much. I mean, my, the way my pain did was um, my, my pain was just so close to me, and I was so identified and comfortable in it that I, there was no God, you know, and my faith was of nothing, you know. And um, I could talk the talk, and, but I, couldn't, I didn't really believe it, you know, because pain makes us doubt everything and question everything. And, um but I, but instead of, uh, let me, I could go down this road forever. But anyways, yeah, I, I just got to the end of myself because when we, you know, we become self-reliant, which basically, mm-hmm. I basically said that I become, I'm, I'm my own God. I don't need God and I don't need anybody else, you know. And how was that working for me? And basically I just got down to the bottom black hole of myself where I was just 
I wanted out and just didn't know, but you get to a place of desperation so much that you're like, I don't know how the heck this is going to happen, but just help me. And so I really, it was as raw as that. It was just going to the people in my life that I hid things from and being like, here's really what's going on, and I need help, and whatever I've been doing isn't working, and so just mm. here it is. And um, it's just the honesty in that. And, man, I, you know, you think that when you do that, people are going to shun you or judge mm. you, or I, I, I fear that more than anything. And, um, and it was just the opposite because I began to see that I'm not the only one with pain. It may not be my story, but it is a story of pain and pain and pain. You know, we can relate, you know. And um, so there are people in my life that walk through that dark, dark nights of the soul, you know, of, you know, tears and um, just gut-wrenching tears, you know, and being like, what to do? And it's crazy because, you know, as simple as it is, it's difficult. But the last thing I wanted to hear was a Sunday school answer. The last thing I wanted to hear was like pray right. and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I want to fix now. And, um, you know, but it got down to that. It was like, try praying. Try in the morning, just praying. You may not even have the word to say, but just sit before God. Mm. And so my partnership from pain began to slowly go, all right, I'm going to slowly break away from that slowly, the word, in, in partnership with God and people and the combination of those two things over a period of time um, is what continues to allow me to walk in freedom and, mm. and not that not, everything's not perfect, but it is, it is, um, I had no hope and I, I, I have hope. I don't know what for. I really don't. Um, I don't know what the future holds, but I have hope. And just being known with people and people knowing me and then knowing God, because God speaks to people. And if I, you know, if I isolate myself, you know, um, you know, because, you know, in all honesty, God doesn't always just speak to me, you know, this is an audible voice, but he will use, he will use people to do that in, in circumstances. So you think there's health and even freedom in sharing your story as opposed to keeping it all on the inside. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, um, yeah I mean, to live in secret and hiding and pretense is like, it's stressful. It is like <laughs> to have it all together and to feel all pent up and anxious. I mean, it did with me. I mean, I was just walking inner turmoil like nobody's business and, and for me coming out and being real and honest even though I'm driven by fear sometimes of what people will think I'm constantly amazed at how not only is it beneficial for me but just seeing God work in all that and being like you know we're we're broken people bottom line mm. you know we, we are broken people and um, but there's joy found in our pain Ironically, you know, when you share in that with somebody um, and when people walk through journeys that you haven't quite walked through or that they're ahead of you or they can help you. Because I had to borrow faith. Mm. I had to borrow faith for a long time, you know, and look at the people that were in my life and just trust that what they were saying to me, you know, and the day, the morning after morning, just being on my knees, trusting that, you know, I will see light, mm. and 
that has been that's been a fulfilled promise. So So living in the land of bitter and being isolated and lonely yep. and thinking mm-hmm. that God is too small to do great things, mm-hmm. you feel you've been in all of those places. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I could still I'm like even even not just with that one moment of me walking through a divorce, but any time I'm hurt by mm-hmm. something or somebody I can feel that cycle in me go off. I can feel the bitterness. You know, somebody somebody in my life told me, I love this. It was like, yeah, you know, bitterness and resentment is you drinking poison expecting the other person to die. Mm. <laughs> and when they said that, I was like, whoa, you know. And um, so when I feel that cycle go off in me, I'm like, oh, I, I'm the one that's locking my own self up. Mm. So, um, you know, it's helped me to just be aware. Having people in my life helps me to be aware of my emotional state and if I'm healthy and if I'm healthy emotionally. So bitterness, isolation, yes. And, Mm. um, hope. Yeah. You wrote a song a few years ago that I think is, it's a very powerful song. It's called my refuge and I've had the chance to hear it many times. And I think it really captures a lot of your story and what you're talking about today. Uniquely, you wrote that song before your raw deal before your divorce. So how meaningful is this song that you wrote before that to you now? It's very meaningful. You know, it just, it just still applies. Um, I haven't sung it in a couple of years. And so this will actually be the first time that I've done it in a couple of years. And um, it is just raw language from a raw place, a mm. place of desperation, just needing God. There's nothing much more to it. And that is a, that's language that I still continue to speak today. Mm. So, Miriam's going to actually sing that song for us, and you're going to get to benefit from these words, and I hope they just fall on you and whatever raw deal that you have right now or perhaps is in the past or the one that's around the corner because they find us unannounced. It's going to come that you'll allow the song just to really capture your heart. Before... We do that, though. You were given a blank card when you walked in this morning, and if you don't have that card with you, our host team is going to come and make sure that you get a card because I want you to take that card right now, and here's what I want you to do with that. I want you just to write down whatever raw deal that you're in the middle of on this day, whatever hurt, whatever pain, whatever worry, whatever frustration is in your life, I want you to write that down on that card and just to think about that for a moment. You know what? Maybe you're in the middle of a pretty good season right now. Then use that card to thank God for how he has brought you through previous raw deals and just write out a little thank you statement to God. Maybe you have a question that you'd like to present to God right now that you're wondering about and you're frustrated because you can't quite see the end of what's in front of you, I want to encourage you to write that down on that card. And then I'm going to pray in just a moment. And then we're going to stand together. Miriam's going to walk through and sing this song called My Refuge and how God is our strength in the time of storm. And we've been responding throughout this series. And so I'm going to ask everybody to stand and I want you to take that card if you're willing to do this. I want you to step out and walk down an aisle. You'll notice there are crosses on either side of our stage today. I want you to take that card that represents your question, 
your raw deal, your frustration, or even your thanks. And if you're willing just to place that at the foot of the cross, there's nothing magical about doing this. I think it's just a beautiful act of surrender and saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know that you hear my cry. I I know, I just know it. And so I'm going to place this at the foot of the cross and just ask you to do whatever it is that you want to do to grow my faith. And so it's not a magical thing. It's just a simple step. It's a way to act and personalize this and make it real for us. So after I pray, you'll have the chance to stand, come down, place that card at the foot of the cross, and then you can walk back to your seat and we'll continue to worship together. Will you pray with me? God, I'm just so thankful for today and for the chance that we get in the middle of a storm that is physically coming to think about some of the storms of life. Raw deals. God, it happens to all of us. The storms come. The rain falls. And God, a lot of people in this room right now are in the middle of that. And they're connecting with what Miriam has shared or they're connecting with the story of Hagar and the isolation and the hurt and the cries and the sense that God is very small. God, would you just speak to us right now? Would you just help us all to know wherever we're at in this that you do hear? Again, I've looked at this amazing story of a woman who got a true, raw deal. There's something very intense. And yet, God, in the middle of that, you provided something new, and they survived, they lived, and you made a great nation out of them. God, we don't always know what's going to happen on the other side of some of our raw deals, but yet we know that in the middle of all that, you want to stretch our faith, you want to grow us, and so we're really excited about that. It's not always comfortable, it's not always easy, but yet this is the place where many of us are. So God, just speak to us, help us to respond in the right way. And God, whether that thing, that raw deal for us is a divorce, if it's a disease, if it's a loss of some other kind of relationship, if it's a hurt from something else that has happened in life, God, we all walk through this. Help us just to personalize this now. God, use this moment to help us just take these things and place them at the foot of the cross. It's what we want to do now. This is our act of worship, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 915 and 11 a.m.